0: to worship at Edmonds United Methodist Church.
1: No matter where you are on life's journey,
2: no matter what you believe or doubt, no matter how much or how little you have, no matter your race, gender, or immigration status, and no matter whom you love, you are beloved,
0: belong, and are welcome.
3: We say these words every Sunday to remind ourselves that even though the world sometimes places limits on belovedness or worth,
4: God God doesn't. doesn't. So, friends, welcome.
5: Good morning, my friends. And welcome to worship here at the Edmonds United Methodist Church. My name is Donna Pritchard. I'm the pastor appointed to serve this church. And with me today is...
1: Ben Fowler.
5: Oh, Oh, who's not not on. on.
1: I'm Ben Fowler, hi.
5: (laughs) Ben is our fabulous liturgist for the day.
3: And I'm Stan Fowler. I'm his grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here to assist with communion.
5: It is indeed a delight to be together and to um, share in this celebration of the first Sunday in the season of Advent. So let's take a moment to welcome those who are worshiping with us online. Friends, welcome, it's good to be together. And now if you are able to stand in body or spirit, Let's join together in the call to worship.
1: The days grow shorter. The long nights of the coming winter send us indoors, searching for warmth and light.
5: War and unrest echo around the world. We long for peace and
1: hope. The Holy One calls us from the lonely darkness offering a new heaven and a new earth, filled with love.
5: The Spirit of God gathers us in goodness, filling our hearts with sparks and flashes of delight.
1: However dark the season, the body of Christ holds each member in grace.
5: As we worship the God who calls us, the light of Christ shines in our lives, brightening a world that yearns for peace. My friends, as we gather together on the ancestral lands of the Coast Salish peoples, grateful for this opportunity to be together, we want to offer signs of reconciliation and peace with God and one another through the passing of peace. You may offer signs that are comfortable for you and your partner. My friends, the peace of Christ be with you all.
6: As winter days dim and bow to early darkness, you, God of light, set watch in the night sky and beckon the wise to follow. When hope hangs low in the human heart, you, loving creator, kindle compassion, breathing life into the early embers of change and empathy. We light a candle for hope, sending prayers high into the inky heavens and dreams deep into the human soul. As Advent dawns, God of all hope, shine your light on the story of the saints who journeyed before us. May the seeds they planted in the world, peace, joy, love, take hold in our hearts and stretch towards the light. We light a candle for hope, may it light the way.
2: Training children and youth, come on up. Go ahead and sit down over here. Good job. Yeah, sit down on the All right, find a good spot. I have a little something. Does somebody want to shake it? Figure out what's inside. What do you think? A a present. Ooh, a present inside. Very nice. Somebody else want to give it a go? Made out of wood. Ooh, something made out of wood. That's a good guess. Give it a go. A
4: glass bottle. A what? A
2: glass bottle. Oh, a glass bottle. Interesting idea. Oh, you know what? Oh, here. I lost my very important gift tag. What does it read? Don't open. Don't open until Christmas. Don't open until Christmas. That's what it says. I wonder what's inside. Have any of you ever had to wait for something? Yes, let's hear it. What have you had to wait for? Uh, birthday presents. Birthday presents, yes. What else have you had to wait for? Anything? My birthday. Oh, your birthday. Yep, we've got to wait for our birthdays Don't every year. My
4: birthday. Oh, no! Yours. My
2: birthday party was November twenty-third, but today after church I
4: have my birthday party.
2: Oh, so November twenty-third was her birthday, but she's having her birthday party today, so she had to wait for her party. Anything else you've had to wait for? I had to. We have to wait for Christmas. Oh, for Christmas church for ch- oh for church we like that when you're just so excited to go to church or maybe maybe it's a who knows what kind of waiting it is okay so yes yeah, sometimes we wait for happy things right like a birthday party or a christmas presents other times we have to wait and maybe it doesn't feel so happy like have any of you had to wait in the emergency room yeah That feels a little scarier, huh? Or some of you might have had to wait for a diagnosis, maybe for yourself or maybe for someone you love. Or maybe some of you have had to wait for a cross-country meet and you're excited but you're kind of like a nervous excitement. Maybe you've waited for an answer to prayer.
4: I'm going to San
2: Diego. um, um, a little bit after May. Oh, a little bit after wa- May. So you're waiting for a vacation. That's a happy thing to wait for, huh? We have to wait for all sorts of things, and sometimes they're happy, and sometimes they're not so happy. And when we think about Christmas, we think about all the happy stuff, don't we? You know why? Because we know how the story ends. But did Mary and Joseph know how the story ended? They sure didn't. Can you imagine if you were pregnant and you had a really heavy baby and your back hurt and your legs ached and then you had to go for a very long walk and then you got to the inn and they said, there's no room for you in the inn. I would be thinking, you know, God, you could do better. (laughs) You know, I think this story is not a very good story. That's what I would be thinking. Okay, so this week and or this week and this month, we're gonna be talking about waiting in Sunday school. Okay, so let's say a prayer together. Dear God, thank you for loving us in our faith and in our lack of faith. Amen. Okay, we're gonna go back to the chapel for Sunday school.
4: show
5: of introduction to the scripture which we will hear read for us today so first of all just a brief introduction about advent now advent you know is this season of four weeks prior to christmas and it is a season of preparation for the coming of jesus both at christmas and his incarnation and in his second coming. However, here's something interesting to contemplate. Saint Bernard of Clairvaux, who was a medieval theologian, once insisted that there were actually three advents. This is what he said. We know that the coming of the Lord is threefold. The first coming was in flesh and weakness, that is the baby Jesus, The middle coming is in spirit and in power, and the final coming will be in glory and majesty. So this middle advent is what we're in. There's Jesus' birth, there's God's coming into our lives, and there is the final fulfillment. Well, most scholars will agree, that the scripture that we'll hear read today, which comes from the gospel according to Mark, that this was the first gospel to be written, probably written in Rome and addressed to Roman Christians who would have been a mixture of Jewish and Gentile converts. So Mark is not only the earliest gospel, it's also the shortest one. And the key themes for this book are establishing Jesus as the Messiah and the calling to discipleship for those who wish to follow Jesus. Interestingly enough, now I know that all of you are thinking Christmas already. How could you not, right? But in this season of preparation, the gospel text we'll hear is not some sweet, comforting, joyful, Christmas text. Instead, what we will hear is what scholars like to call Mark's little apocalypse. Now, often that word apocalypse, which actually only means revelation, is understood to be a description of the end of the world. Here, however, the text does not point so much toward the end, as toward the present moment. Remember, Mark, he's concerned about discipleship. And he wants to put a fine point on that discipleship theme by suggesting that we see the people and situations around us as already being changed because of Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection. He wants us to recognize that Jesus comes into our lives in many and varied ways. When he says, about that day and hour, no one knows. Let's listen now as the scripture is read for us.
0: Morning church, my name is Jeannie Will. Uh, This morning's scripture reading is from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 through, through 37 in the Common English Bible Version. Please rise in whatever ways are meaningful for you for the reading of the scripture. In those days, after the suffering of that time, the sun will become dark and the moon won't give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the planets and other heavenly bodies will be shaken Then they will see the human one coming in the clouds with great power and splendor. Then he will send the angels and gather together his chosen people from the four corners of the earth, from the end of the earth to the end of heaven. Learn this parable from from the fig tree. After its branch becomes tender and it sprouts new leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, you know that he's near at the door. I assure you that this generation won't pass away until all these things happen. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will certainly not pass away. But nobody knows when that day or hour will come, not the angels in heaven and not the sun. Only the Father knows. Watch out, stay alert. You don't know when the time is coming. It is as if someone took a trip, left the household behind, and put the servants in charge, giving each one a job to do, and told the doorkeeper to stay alert. Therefore, stay alert. You don't know when the head of the household will come, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows in the early morning or at daybreak. Don't let him show up when you weren't expecting and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all stay alert for the word of god in scripture for the word of god among us for the word of god within us thanks be to god please join in singing the hymn of preparation
5: Seated. Grace and peace to you from God and from Jesus Christ who calls us together this day. Ah, Advent. The beginning of a new church year, four weeks of preparation and anticipation. Four weeks of waiting and watching and paying attention for signs of God's presence, four weeks before Christmas. Can you hear that whistle blowing? Apparently not. All aboard! Well, I hope you'll come with me, ready or not, because this train is leaving the station. Advent is here, and we begin not only a season, but a sermon series for the season. It is one in which we suggest it's important to open our imaginations, along with our hearts, to see God's promises fulfilled if only in our dreams. It always comes as a bit of a shock on this first Sunday of Advent when the secular world is already dreaming of sugar plums dancing in their heads to hear here in church Mark's little apocalypse. Now some will hear this as Jesus' predictions of the end of the world. However, that may not be what the gospel writer had in mind at all. For instance, notice there is no indication here of a final judgment. There is no call for us to flee the day-to-day realities and responsibilities of our lives. All Mark gives us is the promise that the Christ, or the human one, as the Common English Bible puts it, is near. In fact, the descriptive markers of the parable that concludes today's text, evening, midnight, cock crow, and dawn, those are the same markers used by this gospel writer in the story of Jesus' death. So Mark is not pointing us to some future apocalypse or revelation but rather a present one. For Mark, as well as for you and me, Christ's death and resurrection change everything, even in our present circumstances. I think this gospel sounds a little bit like the GPS system in my car. Every time I punch in an address and ask for its help, I get this message obey traffic laws, be alert, and use voice commands while driving. Well, here, Mark says, stay awake, be alert, keep watch, do your job, as if to suggest, just like my GPS, don't be distracted. Instead, pay attention, not to prepare for the end of time, but pay attention, expecting the revelation of God in this time. Caroline Lewis puts it this way, the charge to keep awake during the Advent season is not just about waiting and anticipation. It is not just about getting ready or being ready, because can you ever really be ready for God's coming? Can you ever really be ready for God to enter into your humanity? Into your sinfulness and brokenness? Into your pain and loss? Into your joy, your love, your longing? Of course not. If we wanted to be completely ready, Advent would have to be a lot longer. Which is precisely the point. God arrives regardless of our readiness. God shows up no matter how many or what kind of stipulations or conditions or provisions we make. God comes to us as we are. Not as the people we are trying to be or have promised to be or so very badly want to be, but the people we are, right here, right now. God comes to us as the congregation we are, as the families we are, as the community, the nation, and the world that we are, no matter how imperfect or how fabulous or how flawed, God comes to all of us. In the story of the Polar Express, we find a magical train which comes to a child who has stopped believing. He is invited on board where he joins other children on a journey to recover a sense of wonder. Part of what happens for the hero of that tale is that he makes an all-important jump A crucial change in his mindset as he goes from expectations to expectancy. You know, it is so easy to become trapped and isolated in our expectations when we think we know exactly what is going to happen in the future. When we have already decided who the good people are and who the bad ones are And when we think we can determine who will be rewarded, who will be punished, and that surely God will agree with our judgments, living within our prescribed expectations limits our ability to recognize God's presence. It keeps us from hearing God's revelations. It closes us off to God's possibilities for us and for the world around us. If, on the other hand, we choose to live with a sense of expectancy, we make room for the mystery of faith and the wonder of life. Expectancy allows us to be open to whatever the outcome of any moment may be, even the moments that are difficult even the moments we would rather sidestep or not encounter at all. Expectancy allows us to be open to whatever the outcome of any moment may be, because we trust that whatever it is, God will be with us. Expectancy knows that God's story and our story with God is bigger than any of our expectations. At the end of the movie version of the Polar Express, we find this clip.
6: Watch your step, please. Thank you. No, thank you. One thing about trains, it doesn't matter where they're going. What matters is deciding to get on.
5: This is what it means to live with expectancy rather than expectations. The thing about trains, the thing about faith, and certainly our relationship with God, it doesn't matter where God is leading us, where God is calling us. What matters is whether or not you decide to go along. It's Advent. Ready or not. God's train is leaving the station, my friends. Let us all get on board. Amen. As we come now to a time of prayer, I would invite you to take a look at the prayer list that's printed on the back of the bulletin, and we'll take a few moments in silence to allow you to lift these persons and situations and those closest to your own hearts to God. Let us pray. O God of Advent, the first revelation, and now the present entry into this world. Our times are in your hands, but we count our times for us. We count our days and fill them with us. We count our weeks and fill them with our busyness. We count our years and fill them with our fears. And then caught up short with your claim, our times are in your hands. Take our times, times of love and times of weariness. Take them all, bless them and break them and then give them to us again, slow-paced and eager, fixed in readiness for neighbor. O God, occupy our calendars, especially in this time of waiting and watching. Flood us with glimpses of your grace, and promises of your hope. For we pray in the name of your enfleshed Kairos, amen. As we come before the table of the Lord, we invite you to join in the Liturgy of Communion.
3: This is the table of the heavenly feast, the joyful celebration of the people of God.
5: We gather now as one body joined around the table.
3: Here we celebrate God's presence among us united in Christ's spirit, broken and whole all at once.
5: Nourished and hungry, loved and loving, sinner and forgiven, we make one circle of knowing, believing, rejoicing, being.
3: God's light rests among us, and all are welcome to this feast. O Holy One of everlasting promise and fulfillment, you give you thanks for your great yes, which brought into being this universe, this beautiful planet and all your creatures.
5: We thank you for Jesus, your promised one, light in our darkness, who calls us through the death of all we know into new life in his body.
3: Give thanks for your Holy Spirit, your guiding, disturbing presence, calling us to live into your new age, fulfilling your promise of mercy.
5: We are grateful for your church, the community of our siblings in faith, who listen for your call, seek to live your yes, and carry your love and justice in the world. Every time we come together at this table, we are reminded of another table at another time where Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, sat at table with his friends. And when they had eaten their supper, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his friends, saying, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, when the supper was ended, Jesus took the cup of blessing. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, this cup is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins and for the wholeness of life. As often as you drink of it, remember me. Let us pray. O God of abundance and of mercy, we give thanks for your eternal love and healing presence. Send your spirit upon these gifts of bread and cup and on all of us gathered together this day. May we be fed by your grace and filled by your love strengthened to be your servants with each other and throughout the world, amen. And we join now together in the prayer which Jesus taught. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread as we our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever, amen. I would invite the servers to come forward at this time. And after the servers have been fed, you are invited to come as the ushers indicate where you can receive bread by intinction and dip it in the cup Uh, if you need gluten-free bread it will be at the center of the station
3: Having been fed with the bread of life, let us offer our prayer of thanksgiving together. Loving God, you have fed us and filled us with your holy meal. May we now go forth from this place, remembering the sparks and flashes that mark your holy presence in our lives. Help us to see your light shining in every darkness we encounter. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
5: There we go. That's much better. Uh, (laughs) So the first two announcements have to do with what's happening today. Following worship, there will be a Christmas pageant rehearsal, the first one. So it's not too late if you want to be in the 5 o'clock Christmas Eve pageant. Um, you know, really, we shouldn't limit this age-wise. Uh, I was told yesterday that our costume uh, curator here told me there are a lot of large costumes. So if any of you you know, have just been hankering to be a part of the pageant, come to rehearsal today uh, following worship. It'll be uh, here in the sanctuary. Also today, you can wander downstairs to Kennedy Hall and Aldersgate where you will find uh, some of the remains from the bazaar. So if you didn't get a chance to come on Friday or Saturday and shop, you have uh, one final chance uh, right after worship today to go downstairs and see what's there. Um, there are a number of things that are happening throughout this month of um, Advent preparation and Christmas celebration. And um, I want to call David very briefly uh, to say a word. And while he's getting to the microphone, uh, don't forget about the toy shop. The toy shop is uh, the distribution happens on the 9th of December which is this coming Saturday and plenty of volunteers are needed and so if you can help please see Karen Johnson.
1: Good morning. Uh, I wanted to just say a word about our Christmas concert which is going to be next Sunday evening the 10th at 7 p.m. Um, and without giving all of the the saga of this concert I'm I'm feeling as though we should change the title from Oh Holy Night to the little Christmas concert that could uh, (laughs) because we've had to to pivot and change our plans a number of times due to people, uh, myself included, getting sick. Um, And so uh, what we've kind of settled into, what what you're reading in your bulletin is not quite what will probably be the final version of the concert. Uh, Hopefully Eric, well Danielle will for for sure be singing for us. Hopefully. Hopefully Eric will be as well, but, but also um, because Eric is now not feeling well either, um, we are casting a wider net, or I have, to a number of friends, a number of colleagues, and we're kind of going to settle into what I'm going to call a Christmas variety show. Um, <laughs> so I can't tell you exactly what will be done in the concert, but I can tell you there'll be, it'll be cozy and festive, and there'll be some... Handel and Hildegard von Bingen and some pop music and some folk music and all kinds of joyful festive Christmas music It is however a very important event for our music ministry because it's really the one time a year that we host a fundraising event and Ask for a free donation to help supplement the music we do all year from from Holy Week to Christmas to everything in between and so I hope all of you will come who knows what we're going to hear, I don't even know yet, but it'll be wonderful and festive and you're all invited, it's free admission, and it'll be a great event, so please come next week.
5: Thank you, David. You know, it doesn't really matter where you're going, it matters if you get on. <laughs> okay, so um, speaking of Karen, who is going to receive all of your volunteer names for Toy Shop. I want to uh, reiterate what was in the e-news this uh, Friday. Uh, you know, you all know that in the past few months we've been very gifted to receive uh, the leadership of Karen Johnson as our director of children, youth, and family ministries. Um, she's done a great job. She's won the hearts of many of us in this congregation. However. Karen has come to understand God is calling her in some new directions, and so she has tendered her resignation effective December 31st. She will continue to provide leadership throughout this month, including youth group, Sunday school, and the children's Christmas pageant. Your Staff Parish Relations Committee will bring a staffing proposal to the administrative board in the coming weeks. Please know that Karen feels no ill will toward this congregation. She loves and cares deeply for us, and she will continue to hold us as we hold her in prayer. What I told her when she finally made this very difficult decision, I said, Karen. If you insist on having your own life, we will be happy for you. Now please know there is going to be a gap in time between Karin's last day and the start of new staff. We're going to have to raise pledges to meet our budget and to recruit qualified candidates. I'm telling you, this is directed to each and every one of you. Please remember, this congregation's number one adopted priority is the whole area of children, family, and youth ministry. What this means is that each of us is going to have to find a way to help. For some of you, that may mean offering some additional financial support, but for many of you, it will mean offering volunteer support. These children are a blessing, and our youth are amazing. It is a gift and a blessing to spend time with them. This coming Thursday at seven o'clock—excuse me, at six o'clock, December seventh—you're invited to a meeting where we will together brainstorm ways to provide ministry in this gap time for children, youth, and families starting in January. We can rise to this challenge and respond to God's calling and put our love into action. So are you with me? All aboard? All aboard. Let us stand now for the closing hymn. let us go out to be God's people to live as though love is our song and know that love is our work and may the peace of Christ go with us all amen